Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoza. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, and Emil A.S.H. on our Pick of the Week episode. It is our audio-only episode for those of you who want some more wrestling conversations during the week. At the now, we're trying to give you more content since there is so much wrestling going on, especially around this time of year. Now, we are on the road to WrestleMania. And because we're on the road to WrestleMania, ang dami natin mga events na aabangan, a lot of events that you can be a part of. And if you want to take part in all of these glorious conversations, and watch parties that we hold, uh, especially on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast uh, Discord. You can hit us up and be part of our growing patron community. So Emil A.S.H., tell the people how they can be part of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon. All right, so you can be a part of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon by clicking into the link www.patreon.com slash wrestlingwrestlingpodcast and you can subscribe to our Patreon for as low as $5 in today's currency. That's around 260 or 270 pesos. So very affordable. Uh, a part of being a Patreon subscriber is that uh, you get watch parties and Elimination Chamber is in just a week. And um, we're having a watch party, not in the traditional watch party, because uh, all of us, I think, have Disney Pluses at this point. So we, in the sense that we're going to have some banter, some live pay-per-view talk, and just, you know, chilling on a Sunday morning as we watch uh, Elimination Chamber unfold. Also, a part of our Patreon experience is a Discord, where we talk about everything and anything under the sun. Of course, there's a wrestling talk. But also there's some lifestyle, food, gaming, sports talk, and uh, a whole lot more. And also another perk of our Patreon is uh, the pasabais that we do every now and then. I mean, you know, we just received, I mean, for me, I just received the items that I bought during our pasabais last year. And you could also be a part of that by joining our Patreon. And again, the link is uh, www.patreon.com slash wrestling podcast. Again, for a slow as five dollars. Okay, Ro. Anong rating ni Emil sa ad read niya ngayon? 
yung live stream was better. I mean, he included yung pasabais this time. Yeah. Pero, you know, he stumbled a little bit, but he's yeah. getting the hang of it. I think yes. it's just you know, counting hasa hasa that. Yeah, it'll so be better. Yeah, it'll be better next time. Yeah, we're breaking our ASHs in sa mga ad reads yeah. natin. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they they get better sooner than later. That's fine. It takes practice. Uh, that doesn't happen overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day, as they say. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's get our picks of the week. As usual, we're going to go around and we're going to talk about each other's picks. And since hindi na to part ng live stream, we have a little bit more time to go in depth for each pick. So let's start with Chinos. And he picks Knock at the Cabin. That's the new M. Night Shyamalan film, which stars Dave Batista. According to Chino, who's obviously not in this episode, uh, it's a very mid-thriller and the main reason to watch is Batista's performance because, as usual, he's not your typical bruiser who appears on screen in you know uh, films where wrestlers turned actors are involved. There's a softness to his role, um, as we've seen in his previous performances, like in Stuber and in Blade Runner. According to Chino, it's also getting praise from both film and wrestling critics, and it further lends credence to the online consensus that Dave Batista is the best wrestler turned actor. Have either of you seen Knock at the Cabin? Because I haven't had time to go watch so, it yet. So in the Medita? I'm not even sure. Yeah, I don't even know either. I know yeah. this week is going to be uh, Ant-Man. I don't know what last week was. but uh, Last week, you first time dunk. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's even here. Let's let's check it right now. Oh, check it out in Click the city kung ano ba. Uh, knock at the cabin. Click but I'm not seat. surprised. I'm not surprised that Batista or Dave Bautista has uh, been turning in good performances. I, he said that he wanted to be a good actor and he's really putting in the effort into it. Unlike other wrestlers turned actors na gusto lang nila safe performance na sila rin, sila rin yung character na, ano, na mabenta. Starting off hot, firing shots already. <laughs> Jeez. And plus, ano, we already talked about this in a previous episode that the thing that we love about Dave is that mas malawak yung rage niya when it comes to his roles rather than someone named Dwayne who's playing the same guy in every movie. So, yeah, and I'm glad that uh, he has gone on record that he'll stop, at least for the meantime, doing action movies. To, again, just to widen his range. And para mas makilala naman siya as a versatile actor rather than just doing, you know, action uh, movies. Emil, uh, hardcore fan ka ba? Hard nang of of uh, Batista because you called him Dave. I, I think we're having another <laughs> Dave Matthews moment where hardcore fans call him Dave. I, I yeah, I'm a fan of Batista, and uh, I think people never call like Relax, man. Still... it was a joke. It was yeah, a okay, joke. all right. <laughs> it was a joke. He's busting your balls. But um, apparently, it is showing here. It, yeah, it yeah, has been oh. showing since Feb one, and it's still showing now until it it gets replaced by Ant Man. So there, uh, go catch it today on Valentine's Day, which is when the episode drops. Let's say kung wala kang date, uh, maybe Dave Batista can be your date. All right, let's move on to Rowan's pick. And it's the segment on Pinoy Bulldog and Macho Franco from Pinoy Wrestling, which is featured on Eyewitness. So over the weekend, uh, they dropped their episode on the Philippine wrestling scene called Balik Bakbakan. And according to Rowan, napaka-wholesome nung treatment sa story ni Macho Franco, who was one of the uh, bigger stars from the Pinoy wrestling era in the late 80s. Rowan also was touched by the fact na Macho Franco was in tears, parang naalala pa rin siya, and that uh, he found some joy stepping back into the ring at Brawl Pit Bulusan when he uh, went toe-to-toe with Pinoy Bulldog, exchanging a few holds here and there. So I actually watched this just a few minutes ago, right before we hit record. And I gotta say, I did appreciate the treatment 
that eyewitness had towards the scene, towards the work that MWF does, yung stories ni Macho Franco, ni Alvin Saflor, the MWF trainee, and ni Razael, and even Fabio Makisig. So I thought it was a fun watch. Um, Rowan even adds na he didn't expect that 71-year-old Macho Franco would take a flat back bump on camera uh, and come out unscathed. So I don't know how low... Uh, yeah, Rowan's expectations <laughs> were. I mean, like, the dude is so big, and it's yeah. just one flat back bump on a ring that's not even that hard. Like, kung sa fit tas yun, siguro dun ako magdo do that. Pero uh, that ring is actually pretty softer than it looks. Um, while we're on that, no, I don't want to talk about this too much because I want to recuse myself from the MWF feature. But I do want to say that um, I agree with you in that the treatment was really good because it's Cara David. She has a lot more credibility than some other people who have uh, documentary shows. Shempre, mm-hmm. she would look at it in a non-judgmental and curious eye. It takes me back to when PWR was pretty fresh back in 2015. And uh, we were featured by Rated K. And it wasn't judgmental, but you can tell we were viewed as a novelty you know it's not like there's real stories behind the people in the ring it's just a thing where they were amused na may local version on wwe so i kind of wish this was how we were treated before and i know you can't really get that without the miles uh in the scene but um i i just wish that more people would have done that or would have covered us that way it it did kind of happen with print like with esquire with grid but uh a grid pala, not esquire but you know iba pala yung tv yeah, yeah. Hindi lang TV, masa TV pa, di ba? Uh, the fact that it was on a major network like GMA, on a show like Eyewitness, which has been around forever and has developed a hell of a following. Uh, the fact that uh, Cara David really uh, tried to convey as much love for the sport through the eyes of the people involved in it. Yun naman naramdaman ko naman as someone who has also been part of the local scene, someone who um, has also fallen in love with the sport, di ba? Um, I appreciated that. Um, just to uh, finish off Rowan's thoughts, he hopes Macho Franco can have a match in 2023. And I don't know about you guys, but yeah, no. Uh, no, no, no. Um, I don't want to cover Macho Franco's hospital bills because he's no, 71 no. years old. Yun lang. Uh, no, I, I get it. I get it. Like I, I was. If you if you saw the World Underground Wrestling Show, the main event was literally Pinoy Bulldog and uh, Master Fugo uh, versus PWOG. about. And those guys were super old. <laughs> um, I guess in your 70s, it kind of might injure you a little bit more. Pero you know, Bulldog it, is in his late 50s. Yeah, in, in his 50s. No, I'm talking about uh, Macho Franco. Oh, so, Macho Franco is like 71, right? So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But you can kind of uh, work around it like like they did uh, so, Whoa. Uh, you can do a tag match, and then it's like the John Cena formula from last December. Right? You come right. in, hit a few moves. You can you can totally do an entire match without having to take a bump. Hmm. So I can see where I, I I don't think Rowan's ask is super uh, out there. I don't think it's a tall order. It, it just needs a little bit more creativity. Hey, Emil, did you get to watch the eyewitness feature? Uh, yes, actually, I watched it while it was uh, showing uh, last Saturday, no, and. Uh, Ang yung nagano lang sa akin yung tumatak sa akin is uh, how happy Macho Franco was when he took that that one bump 
he and uh i think that was the first time that he smiled like that in a while and uh wow, wow. Like, i mean to i mean to be fair <laughs> yung ano yung like alam mo na siya maging masaya ulit like it's been a while that he stepped in, into onto the ring so you can see the happiness in his face na na like he never thought he'd be able to take one bump again in his life i think after being a wrestling folded but like it was a really good experience for him and uh and i'm glad that it was Scott David who covered this story because like out of all out of everyone Sajimi knew she's like the she has the most compelling documentaries and uh th- this one uh was not an, was not an except exception to that no so um again uh for those who, for those people who haven't seen it yet it's uh, uh we recommend it for you to watch it and uh, para din magkaroon kayo ng ano ng for those who keep on criticizing pinoy wrestling to so ha- to have some perspective of how hard it is to be a wrestler i mean like, yeah, i mean yeah. I, i wish i wish that were the case yeah. like i really wish It would get through them. Maybe it would get through to some people, but I don't know. I mean, it worked uh, on Rosel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess Rosel trained, but he, he took the, he he took up the challenge, diba? That's why he was able to appreciate it some more. But you know, simply keyboard warriors on the internet aren't all going to be able to come train with MWF or anyone else, FBW, uh, World Underground Wrestling. So, well, Thailand, you you can't really appreciate it the way we do until you actually go do it and not everyone is like us then who are smart enough or you know enlightened enough to not need that and to understand how we go through it what challenges we go through yeah um sana ano, i mean the the big goal parin diba is for features like this to take mainstream Pinoy audiences one step closer to lifting MWF or Wu up to its level and to give a proper livelihood to the men and women in our scene who are bumping and breaking their backs for our entertainment. Uh, so, yeah, again, Rome wasn't built in a day, but I hope that this gets us somewhere further along in the goal. So, thank you to Kyra David and the Eyewitness team for shining this light on the scene, especially in the way that it did. Um, yeah, again, from us here on the podcast as longtime fans, Jaded as we are, we felt the love naman, na appreciate naman namin, and we hope na hindi lang kami yung uh, makapag-enjoy nito. It's up in full on YouTube, so just go to the uh, YouTube channel of GMA Public Affairs or Eyewitness. Just go search for Eyewitness Pinoy Wrestling on YouTube. Kung tamad ka, you'll find it. It's the first link, literally. It's a whole hour, diba? No, like, no, it's only yes. half an hour. Okay, okay. So, because I saw also my rated K Jessica Soho, na isang segment lang siya out of like three segments, you know. No, it's it's the entire half hour for wrestling as a whole. Nice, nice. So, yeah, yeah, totally no worth excuse. your time, naman. No excuse. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's go to you, Emil Ash. What is your pick of the week? All right, so my pick of the week is from Dynamite. Uh, it feels like yung every pick of the week goes from Dynamite. Eh, bias ka lang. <laughs> Uh, and my pick of the week goes to MJF versus Kanosuke Takeshita from Dynamite this week. And uh, I wrote here in my notes that for me, this is MJF's best like match, like in terms of like in ring action. This is his best match since Full Gear 2021 against Darby Allen. So it's been a while na na pawawako with an MJF match. But the thing is, he doesn't really need to wrestle like that every week to prove that he's one of the best uh, wrestlers in the world. 
And that's what makes his match special. That he only wrestles a few times a year. But every time that it's a major match, he goes out there, goes balls to the walls. And he can prove that he can hang with the with the best of the best. And another thing uh that resonated me with this match is now I'm finally glad that like at the start of the year, we were saying uh when is it gonna be the time where Takeshita will now be involved in major storylines in AW? And then now we're starting to see him being integrated into major storylines now. Even though hindi matalagasha yung protagonist, it's Brian, but he's one of the side characters, important side characters in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he's starting to be involved now in major AW storylines. And even though ano lang siya, side character lang siya to this feud, I hope that after Brian, we can see possibly him. Like I'm not expecting him to win the title over MJF, but siguro at double or nothing, I wish that we could see Takeshita go after MJF. And last note here, na last week we were talking about the promo right by MJF, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's quite a shame that people were talking about that promo after the match than the match itself because the match itself was really good. But uh, after Dynamite, all people can talk about was the promo and uh yun nang isa din problema kay MJF eh. like he does too much just to get his shit across so yeah uh better for someone like Konosuke Takeshita to be a side character in the main story at this point than to be an NPC diba so uh it's always great to see them getting elevated Igaro what did you like about MJF versus Takeshita uh it was really good Emil said that MJF is one of the best wrestlers in the world I wouldn't go that far but he just proved that he was a lot better than most of us had anticipated. Because remember, it's been a while since we last saw him wrestle. I didn't even know he could do a backflip into you know a standing position. That was pretty cool. I don't know if that was an accident, but that was pretty cool. He could go toe to toe with someone as experienced as Takeshita. It was amazing. Like Mayaran Talagasha improvement, and that is actually pretty cool or pretty important for someone of his stature in the company. On Emil's note of people remembering the controversial promo a little more than the match. It's like what I said last week uh, when we were talking about Sinokoji, um, it's really one of those things that we really do watch wrestling because of the drama and because of the stories. And, you know, a lot fewer of us watch it for the good matches. Like, yeah, it's great. But uh, the thing you can understand more, which is the story, will always be what lingers more in everyone's minds, whether it's because it's either good, really good, or notable because it's controversial, or even because it's bad. So that's why we're drawn to it. That's why we're drawn to this sport. And as much as it would pain Yumala action purists, it is what it is. And that's why wrestling has had its popularity uh, for, what, the past... 40 years, 40 November, 40 November, 50, more 40, than, 50 yeah. years, yeah. It's it's always the angles that get people going. Ito, Ro, since you brought up the controversial uh, aspect of MJF's character, I want to bring up yung elbow pad niya, which was clearly poking fun at Takeshita's name. It said, mm-hmm. take a shitta. And I was looking at wrestling Twitter as I was watching that match, and there were some people who were very vocal na hindi sila masaya about it, na MJF took it one step too far once again. And, you know, I've said on the podcast before na if you're a heel, you got to get your heat. You got to do what you have to do 
to uh, be so reprehensible and insufferable but that people can't defend you. But I've also come to learn since then that there are just some lines you shouldn't really cross anymore, especially in, in the current climate in 2023. So um, it's been a few days since I watched that match and I still don't know how to feel about seeing Jung take a shit because clearly it was racist, but it was being done by a heel character in MJF. I don't know. It's slightly racist, but... No, it's pretty racist because you're shitting on his name. Yeah, you're shitting in his name, but the the racist part is because it's it's an exotic, quote-unquote. I don't even say that unironically, but um, how is it any different from Ricky Starks making a play on MJF's name with Maxi Bad? So, I don't know. (laughs) It's not the most racist thing I've heard, you know, just twisting someone's name. Like... Sergoto, I would understand it if he bungled that name with something stereotypically Japanese. Like, like you know, ni Charles Barkley kay Ruby Hachimura calling him yeah, Uchimama. Yeah, Uchimama. Uh, yeah. yeah that's, I think that's even worse. Um, <laughs> this one is just a play on his name that is in line with, you know, his feud, his actual feud with Takeshita. Mm-hmm. So it's like what we learned. If there's a story, make sure the other person in the story is consenting to it. And I guess he, I mean, I'm sure Takeshita consented to that because they, they are making money off of it. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. Uh, that was a lesson that Tinurusati ni Robbie Eagles, friend of the podcast, who's celebrating his birthday at the time of this oh, yeah. recording. Happy birthday, Kuya Robbie. Happy birthday to our friend, Kuya Robbie. Um, so, I guess, yeah, that, that's a good point. Now, you brought that up. Now, if uh, Takeshita himself was a consenting party, the all good, diba? Right? Yeah, I I think the the Charles Barkley thing was a lot worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Sige, sige. Uh, that's uh, that's it for Emil's pick, which is again MJF versus Konosuke Takeshita from AEW Dynamite. We're gonna stick with Dynamite after the break as we get to Rose Pick of the Week. Then we're gonna get to mine, uh, which is all about Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman's uh, 16 minutes of cinema. But first, we're gonna take a break, and you're gonna hear from our fellow podcasts right here on Podcast Network Asia. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And we're back, so let's get to the second half of our Picks of the Week episode. Ro, let's get to yours. Okay, uh, for the second time, for the second week in a row, I will be choosing uh, the Brian Danielson match. Brian Danielson was Roosh from last week's Dynamite as well. Ito yung pangkulinyang labor of Brian Danielson to get that uh, championship match, that 60-minute Ironman match at Revolution in a month, in less than a month. And I think this was the best match out of the five, mostly because um, 
it wasn't Brian trying to play around and you know indulging himself in the style of wrestling he wants. Ngayon may stakes at the one uh, MJF locked him in the trainer's room, forcing the count to start, and you can feel then that there were stakes. Second is they were wrestling with a sense of urgency, and you didn't see that before in the other four matches, right? So I really like this, and I think the other important thing about this is that. We got to see a side of Roosh that hasn't been seen yet on AEW TV, as far as I know. But um, he wasn't made to wrestle the big match style until now. So I thought that Roosh wrestled viciously and he was like a real semi-final boss for Brian. And if I didn't know what the result was when I was watching, I would have thought that he had a really good chance of stealing the win so that was pretty cool yeah uh brian then finally earned his match it really did feel super earned and ngayon, i don't I, we're gonna talk about this when we predict the show but i don't know how he doesn't win because everything he does and everything mjf does would contribute to a major feel bad if mjf won hmm that's an interesting point because we all headed into the Brian and MJF feud expecting that he would just be a stopgap feud for MJF before he moves on to the next babyface challenger. So uh, it's good to see that you think that the wins might be changing here. Iko Emil, what did you think of seeing Brian go toe-to-toe with Roosh? Um, yeah, I agree it was the best out of the series of matches that uh, he's been having since the start of the year. And uh, anytime Roosh is on TV, that's a win for me. He's not really on TV that much, but when he's on TV, he's always doing his best. And uh, he's, he keeps impressing me every week. I really didn't have the chance to catch him before he went to AEW. So this is really my first exposure of Roosh like in wrestling when he signed with AEW. And uh, the guy's really good. And he was one of those guys that na, na siya nagagamit before. And he's not really in a, like a major storyline. But now, uh, I think with this performance, he has earned himself possibly more TV time in the possible weeks to come. Ibato compared to the previous matches that Brian had, because in the previous matches that Brian had, Brian was always like in control, I think. And this is the first time during yung series of matches na Roosh basically beat the living hell out of Brian the whole match. And Brian just ended up with the, probably with a surprise win. You know what? No, uh, throughout the, when I was watching the match, I didn't know the result. I actually thought that Rush was going to win this one. And maybe we'll, we're going to have a twist for the main event of Revolution. But of course, we all know uh, Brian is uh, not destined, but he's always going to no. win this. He's always going to be the winner of this match because the main event is Brian Dinosaur versus MJF. But you know, napaisi pa sa thought ni Ro na like Ryan has done so much, then he's just going to lose to MJF. So parang it's an underwhelming finish to the Brian storyline arc if matatalo lang siya ni MJF. So again, we're probably going to discuss this even further when we predict Revolution. Pero yun na napaisi pa ko na. So I, I think about it more siguro when in the next coming weeks. I don't know about you guys, but we're only three weeks away from Revolution. And if Brian wasn't going to be number one contender, Sansila Pupurut ng number one contender three that's weeks to point. the show. Yeah, yeah that's so, a good point. 
Uh, right? So I don't think there was no way in hell that Roosh was going to lo- uh, win here against Brian. It was well, a good match. No, no. Uh, to Emil's point, um, it's not true that Roosh was the only one who kicked his ass. But Bandido kicked his ass. Um, Timothy Thatcher kicked his ass a lot more. Yep. You know, so it was really down to the wire. But with Roosh, it was especially more so. Yeah, the difference talaga dito was Brian was caught off guard, Because he was locked in the trainer's room. So mentally, he wasn't there. He wasn't fully prepared. Parang pagpasok pa lang niya ng ring, dehado na siya, as opposed to every other match that came before Rouge. Na, you know, he was 100% in the game. He knew what he was facing because he was already in routine, in rhythm and all of that. So I get the story that they were trying to tell. And I thought it was good to have that last touch where MJF was going to prevent Brian from stepping into the ring altogether. Yeah. Uh, to that point, I guess that's what the story was. Parang if Brian couldn't win the five uh, labors, parang MJF would have probably ended up with a lesser quote unquote opponent. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't have probably gotten a 60 minute iron back. So that's where the play was headed then. Yeah, like uh, yun yung, yun yung logic na parang what's at stake uh, for MJF. So yeah, uh, it was a story that made sense. Uh, to Emil's point from earlier, sayang na hindi ito yung pinag-uusapan coming out of Dynamite. Instead, people were talking about the roadhead and the car crash. Yeah, and it is what it is. Mm. Plus, uh, Dynamite last week, probably one of the best Dynamites in a while since uh, we had the two matches that you know, we pick in a week and... Uh, match with uh, the elite and tough light in air fox which uh, I think also deserves some mention so that was a great overall dynamite uh, from mention what your favorite match Nero you mean event that was <laughs> what was the main event that was the um, guns winning the tag team challenge. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's so forgettable. I forgot to so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that one but now I tried to forget about that match so yeah <laughs> that was the main event. Yeah. Out of all the great matches from Dynamite, you're, you're like main event. You were never able to guess it. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was the fucking worst. <laughs> of all the good matches you had in that two hours. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, let's cross over to WWE and talk about my pick of the week. It was from Raw and it was Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman and what I like to call 16 minutes of cinema. So Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman, hindi mo may expect agad that they had like some sort of connection heading into uh, the Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns story, right? And technically, this started last week when Cody made his intentions very clear that he was going to take the championship at WrestleMania. Not like he had any other choice because Roman is uh, undisputed WWE Universal Champion. But what I loved about the Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman promo showdown was it was basically a match that had your typical shine, heat, comeback, and finish. So, Cody Rhodes starts off, recap niya yung mission statement niya coming out of the Royal Rumble, and he also acknowledges Sami Zayn. So, as a character, I appreciate na may konting self-awareness si Cody Rhodes na, hey, I'm not the only bida here. Parin acknowledge na Sami is lurking, and uh, he's saying na maybe si Sami yung kalaban ko at WrestleMania. And then, you know, Paul Heyman comes out and interrupts Cody, and he starts by nitpicking at Cody Rhodes. Very condescending new approach niya na parang, you know, Cody, you have no idea what it's like to be at the biggest stage main eventing WrestleMania like Roman, di ba? And he tries to catch Cody off guard, uh, lull him into a false sense of security by shaking his hand and, you know, trying to pull at Cody's heartstrings because apparently may pinagsamaan sila. So that's the shine. And then Paul Heyman cuts Cody off and puts on the heat and says na, 
between them as human beings, no one ever prepped you, Cody Rhodes, for this moment. He he tells Cody na si Dusty Rhodes was at the performance center. Uh, he trained all these guys like Seth, Becky, Billy, inenumerate niya lahat-lahat. And ang ganda ng facial reactions ni Cody Rhodes as this is all happening because he starts off like beaming with pride. Because he had just told the story of Paul Heyman booking Dusty Rhodes, a very old Dusty in 2000. So from yung pride in Cody's face, parang Paul Heyman, you gave him that moment. Paul Heyman pulls the rug from under Cody Rhodes and says na, um, I, uh, your dad trained all of these guys, but he did not train you. So as Paul Heyman goes through the routine of saying, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, trained and prepped Seth Rollins in inulit niya, Becky Lynch, Bailey. By the time he mentions Bailey's name, uh, the camera focuses on Cody and it's like something clicked in Cody's head. Na parang shit, alam ko na ako sinasabi ni Paul Heyman dito. And you could see that that little grin turns into a grimace. And that's where I credit Cody Rhodes' acting here. Kasi sobrang galing din. He knows the right moment. Na parang shit, oh nga, I'm, uh, ito na yung gut punch from, from Dusty Rhodes, di ba? Uh, parang Cody realizes these are not my contemporaries. And by the time Paul Heyman says with extra emphasis that the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, trained and prepped Roman Reigns. Yun yung talagang Cody looks so defeated by the end of it. And you can see the anger and the tension just bubbling under. Nangigigil na si Cody. So Heyman even goes to the point of saying na, hey, maybe Dusty Rhodes didn't want you to be a Nepo baby, Cody Rhodes. Dusty wanted you to make it on your own. And I, at this point... You have to appreciate how Cody goes from defeated to just visibly distraught. And it's like, uh, this is where Paul Heyman tries to really hit Cody where it hurts. And he says, na, parang in my last conversation with Dusty, sabi niya, ikaw yung favorite son, but Roman Reigns is the son that uh, he never had, blah, blah, blah. Na, you know, we talked about this on the live stream, Ro, na, you know, it's probably not true, di ba? Embellished na lang to for the sake of the storyline. But there's so much subtext with a line like that because Cody Rhodes comes into this. He says, all I want is to go after a wrestling championship and then you made it personal. And when Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman pulled back the curtain during their promo exchange, they already made it personal because they were trying to blur the lines of reality and kayfabe. But the beauty of it is, is that um, the subtext calls back to so many things that we're familiar with. Things like yung daddy issues of the Rhodes brothers diba? with Dusty Rhodes because uh, half-brothers sila. Yung fraught relationship that Dustin and Cody had growing up. The relationship Cody had with Dusty that Goldust or Dustin Rhodes never had. So, sobrang ganda nun because it was all earned. These were all references that people knew about and were relatable to everybody. So I mentioned that that was the heat, right? Cody comes back, does his comeback and finish. He corners Heyman, diba? reaches for a handshake, then pulls him in close, very wrestling. And uh, sabi niya na, because you made it personal, now I'm going to take it out on Roman Reigns by taking the titles personally. So one, great wordplay. Two, um, yung subtext here is that Cody knows that Roman Reigns is driven by megalomania and power and that the championships are the only thing that matter to him. Parang Roman is Roman Reigns because of the championships. So, you know, instead of Cody trying to keep the meta-narrative out of this storyline, now he's going all in, no pun intended, on blending these things together. So coming out of it, Tabini Ro on the live stream, now not everyone can have a promo exchange like this. And Ro is right. You have to earn these things. And Cody and Paul Heyman are such well-established characters. Na kilala na natin sila. They don't need to introduce themselves, you know? Um, yung mga references nila, hindi sila yung parang, if you know, you know. These are things that if you're a wrestling fan, 
more or less, alam mo yung pinag-uusapan nila. Diba? It's very much unlike a relative newcomer who makes the mistake when they're on the mic that they will drop these references na parinig or na parang hindi inclusive, hindi alam ng lahat. And these are things we were guilty of in the local scene for so many years. So, kaya ako siya uh, masasabi. You know? Um, and the emotions that they were tugging at were so universal. The loss of a parent, the drive to live up to what your parent would have wanted for you and your family, the personal struggle to achieve your dreams in spite of all the odds, diba? So, kaya siya sobrang relatable as a promo and sobrang galing ng ginawa nila. And at the end of it, when you zoom out, you realize that the promo adheres to Dusty Rhodes' rule of promos, where the promo is literally promoting the feud and makes you want to see the heel get beaten up. And at the end of the promo, I, as the viewer, wanted to see Cody take the titles personally from Roman Reigns. And that, my friends, is my TED Talk on the Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman 16 Minutes of Cinema. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I was about to tell you off for exposing the formula. But <laughs> I realized that, you know, not everyone will probably understand. Like, Emil, you know what the shine? You know what any of those things are? I do have a general idea of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, we're not supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> I mean, only the comeback and the finish are self-explanatory. But yeah, there's nothing else to add to that. Like I already mentioned what I wanted to say last week on the stream. I will add na lang siguro, the background of why they did that promo. I read it because over the weekend, so I think uh, dirt sheets, if you will. <laughs> so they basically did that to try to... Not the man dampen the heat for, I mean, not the excitement for Sammy versus Rowan, but to, you know, set up Cody versus Rowan in a satisfying way because they, or Triple H probably knows that if they did one wrong thing here or if they didn't support Cody enough, the fans would have turned on Cody because I think it's still a given that people still want to see Sammy versus Roman at WrestleMania because like we said before, they did back themselves up into that corner because they ended up telling such a good story. <laughs> uh, it organically built up this support, you know? So it was them trying to mitigate that eventually. That's why Cody acknowledged Sammy. That's why Roman also acknowledged Sammy before while, you know, keeping Cody aside. So it's good. I think that kind of self-awareness you wouldn't have gotten from Vince McMahon. You know, it's a good way to, you know, try to balance your two big stories in a way that uh, I don't know if it's going to work, but at least the effort is commendable. Like the situation is precarious. <laughs> you just want to do the best that you can with your one big star and one emerging star. So that's pretty cool of them. On the topic of self-awareness, Ro, would you have expected this level of self-awareness from the Cody Rhodes character back in AEW? No, absolutely not. Um, we talked about this then last week 
we said that the failure of AW Cody was because he was given too much freedom. Right? So now, the content editors, when it comes to the bigger picture, you know, Cody himself said he was starting trouble, right? Yeah. I think back then, the overall writing was too loose at the um, main direction. But, you know, Cody and Heyman were the ones who worked out the entire exchange. So sometimes you do need someone overseeing how you do things. Ego Emil, what, uh, what did you feel watching that promo? And did you get the chance to rewatch it since watching Raw? Uh, yeah, uh, several times actually. And, uh, it, you know, when I was watching it for the first time, I was waiting for that moment where Heyman would like follow knockout punch to Heyman to Cody. I still didn't expect that it would be that, you know, the young Sinabi uh, was Dusty's favorite son, but Roman was the one, uh, was, uh, the one, the young, the son that Dusty has always wanted. That, I mean, that was brutal. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, Basically, uh, solves my dilemma of how would they make this feud personal rather than just with Cody. Na, he just, I just, I won the World Rumble, and now I'm challenging you for a title match at WrestleMania. So, at least may ano na, may layers na don na they can work around. No? And uh, the one thing I realized while uh, watching this, no, the perception of AEW Cody Rhodes and WWE Cody Rhodes is is so. Like night and day, so so much different. Like it's Cody Rhodes, but on two different sides. It, like in AEW, people cannot stand Cody Rhodes at all, especially in the in those last few months. But here he is now in WWE. He's still the American Nightmare, but people adore him. People love him, and people are actually rooting for him to defeat Roman Reigns. So I guess maybe it's a credit more to how WWE is presenting him. Rather than Siguro Cody himself, napakamising lang isipen na like having a change of scenery actually works for someone like Cody. So yeah, uh, I think it goes uh, back to the characters involved. For uh, for one thing, in AEW, uh, nobody there, none of the heels who Cody Rhodes went up against, really pressed or pushed on the nerves that Paul Heyman did. Like yung relationship ni Cody Rhodes with Dusty. Nobody really invoked Dusty's name on AEW other than the Rhodes brothers themselves. When you think about it, diba? So I think that's a big part of it. Uh, second is that Cody Rhodes' mission statement in WWE has been clear from day one. From the moment he returned after WrestleMania last year, it's to be WWE champion and to do it for the Rhodes family. Whereas in AEW, he just came in as a disruptor. Diba? It's like, oh, uh, you know, uh, let me take a sledgehammer to the throne and you know what that means. Diba? So, very different din kasi yung uh, th- their reasons for existence as characters. So, I think that also goes into why uh, this Cody Rhodes in WWE so much more well-received. Tsaka, ano, um, as it, go back, it goes back again to what I said na you do need an editor and an overall director for these things. Na, uh, you can't have that much freedom if you don't have the self-awareness then. So um, being not being the boss is working out a lot better for Cody than in AEW where he was the boss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes me wonder, bakit tuloy, you know, we never had a story like this in uh, Cody's three years in AEW. Why nobody ever went after Cody's uh, issues stemming from his relationship with Dusty. No, um, that's a good point. Um, I think 
there was really because they were so young, right? Like everyone was so young except for Dustin and maybe Sina Arn, Sina Arn Siguro and Tali. Everyone was so young that they didn't have any experiences with Dusty. Like Siguro, the only other people were the fellow um, FCW and NXT Performance Center trainees, right? and Si Arn was on Cody's side. Like he never had a reason to bring that up, you know. He did a little bit. I, I'm not sure if um, during the whole uh, support Cody story with the, with the Glock pro. Yeah, he was that. too busy bragging about his Glock. <laughs> yeah. So uh, even then, but he didn't. He didn't really bring up Dusty. He was oh, just yeah. bragging about his Glock. So yeah, I think uh, because the people in WWE are way more um, seasoned, well seasoned, and well traveled, they have. Uh, the credibility and the actual experience with Dusty to bring that up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think part of the youth of AEW, which for all intents and purposes is not a bad thing, but it has also led some of them to be more prone to some of the uh, things I was calling out when I dissected the promo. Parang yung mga references na parinig, yung mga if you know, you know type of deal. Diba? Again, things that uh, when you're not as as experienced as a performer, you're you're kind of prone to making these mistakes. Whereas... This exchange between Cody and Paul Heyman, it, it was just so flawless. It was so masterful. Um, I, I said it last week on the live stream. I'm going to say it again. It is the early number one contender for promo of the year for 2023. Yeah. Oh, for uh, sure. For yeah, sure. I can't, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes you really want to see WrestleMania 39 right here, right now. So mm. mission yeah. accomplished, gentlemen. So there, uh, those are our picks. Of the week Let us know what yours are Hit us up You know where to find us At Wrestling2XPod On Twitter And on TikTok Siyempre magkikita Kita tayo ulit For our usual live stream On Thursday at 7pm Ro, you're gonna be At the studio, di ba? Uh, it depends Kasi I think I think I will have Internet this week Okay uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll update you. But may live stream kami. Uh, whether or not we come in via satellite, which I'm saying with air quotes, we'll update you now as we go along. Of course, it'll happen on Facebook and on YouTube. You can also hit us up individually with your thoughts on our picks of the week. It is at EML underscore Meister, at Row is War. For our absent co-hosts, it is at Chino Supersized and at Monday Night Rowan. And for me, it is at underscore Stan C. Thank you very much to everybody who went out of their way to catch this audio-only episode. Thank you to our producers over at PNA as well for all of the work that they do behind the scenes. On behalf of Emil ASH and Ro Moran, my name is Stan C saying please stay safe and stay healthy. And we'll catch you again on Thursday for our weekly live stream right here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.